And over the years, I've really learned too that, you know, your purpose, I think, is really what you're committed to, plus your life experiences. Hey there, and welcome to the Just Boldly Go podcast, where I help women face their fears, set goals, and take imperfect action towards creating a life they can't wait to get out of bed for every single day. If you'd like to see what we have going on, you can head over to justboldlygo.com. And if you're a women-owned business, we'd love to invite you to join our women-owned business directory at sheowns.org. So today I have with me um, Carrie Kirkella, who's photographer and she's got a lot of other things going on right now but if you head over to her website you're going to be blown away by her talent but thank you for joining me Carrie go ahead tell us exactly you know what you do and what you got going on thank you so much for having me Amanda I'm excited to be here so yes I am I'm going to say I'm an award-winning photographer because I try to I'm trying to work on that (laughs) just kind of my own yes (laughs) I've photographed advertising campaigns for clients such as Pfizer and Schwab and um, image libraries for all different kinds of brands of all sizes. Um, and I also exhibit my fine artwork, my, art, my fine art photography. And I'm also um, a survivor of bipolar disorder, miscarriages, um, the loss of my sister due to breast cancer. Um, and I have, I'm a mom of a three-year-old boy. And Right now, I'm working on creating and offering workshops and programs about how to use photography as a mindfulness tool and also um, for self-awareness. So, and I live in New York. (laughs) Um, We're in Ohio over here, and it's finally warmer. Is it warmer you are now, finally? It's getting a little warmer. Yeah, it's in the 50s today, so that's exciting. <laughs> We're supposed to hit 70, so I'm so excited about that. But, you know, I, I've i also had, I had three miscarriages. I've oddly been pregnant six times and had three kids and had three miscarriages. And I think people really underestimate how much it changes you. Like, you know, I've had people say, well, you know, you didn't really know them. And I'm like, but you have no idea. Like I was only pregnant for eight weeks with one of them and I was already fully attached. So it's a complete loss to lose something like that. So um, I'm there with you on that. So I know that you had said, you know, you're working with teens and moms with the whole mindfulness campaign. And I have a teen daughter. So I am very interested to hear more about that. Oh, great. So basically it's about, getting these sort of photo story prompts in small group settings and then using photography as a, it's really kind of as talking points. So I did one recently with um, a group called the Brave Girl Project and they're a little young, like 12 to 14 range, which I think it can work for that age group, but I think maybe it might be more, I mean, it's a good start with them, but I think it might be a little bit more useful for a little bit older girls because we one of the photo story prompts was about body image awareness or just kind of self um, positive body image, I guess I'll say. And, um, you know, I think the girls are, you know, a little shyer at that age where 
you know, they wanted to take pictures of their hand because they like to draw, which is great. <laughs> but um, I think there's just a lot you can do with that. And, you know, I'm not a therapist, but I've been through things and so many things in my life. And I also have a 17 year old niece that I'm close with. So I'm always thinking about her. And it's, I think these tools are so important to have as a, I think you lose a lot of that confidence as you get older and sometimes you get it back and sometimes you don't. (laughs) And that's, uh, it's something that I'm really passionate about. Sometimes it takes years. I mean, like I was very confident up to a point and then I think it probably took me 15 years before I got my confidence back. And it's crazy. You know, if if my daughter is 17, so I, um, she's very confident right now, but there was a time when she was between the ages of 12 and 14, when she was not very confident and it's hard being a mom, helping her, you know, have a positive self-image. And I, that really sounds like a great program for teen girls of that age, because it, I think it would be a real game changer for all women if you didn't have to have that gap of, (laughs) you know, that even if it's, you know, only a year or two that you lose your confidence for a little bit, it would be such a game changer to take that from 15 years down to two. Right? Yeah, I, exactly. Yes. I would love to talk with you more about that because I don't know a lot of 17 year olds. (laughs) Ah, And my daughter's very artistic. She'd get mad if she they're, all three kids are home today because they um, had virtual schooling today for, oh, it was a makeup day, that's why. But she's very artistic, and if she heard me say that, she'd be very annoyed with me because she thinks that's the only adjective I use for her. But it's <laughs> she has a lot of other great attributes. But, I mean, she's my kid who just one day said, hey, I'm going to paint a mural on my wall. And I'm like, okay. So it yeah, took that, a couple months. She painted her ceiling so it looks like clouds. And I mean, there's no denying it. She's a very artistic young lady. So (laughs) I'm sure she would be a good specimen for you to uh, study or whatever. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that if they're, if they already kind of lean toward that a little bit um, and, you know, photography is such an accessible medium. So how did you get into photography yourself? Well, I was 12 years old when I was decided I want to be a photographer. It was either, actually, it was either a photographer or social worker, psychologist, something like that. So it kind of now, yeah, yeah. (laughs) now it's coming together. And I, it was really just because I was, I had a, um, a class in my middle school that, that taught black and white photography and, you know, developing film. And, um, I just fell in love with it. I felt like it was magic and science together. I was into, I was kind of a nerd. I was, into microscopes and rock tumblers and metal detectors. <laughs> rock tumbler in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I wish I still had one. And yeah, and I just, um, I got a full scholarship actually to Pratt Institute, which is in Brooklyn, because I um, I also had good grades in school. So I, um, I was able to win a, what's called the Talent Search Scholarship, which was very exciting. Um, because I really had no idea how else I was going to go. It was going to be tricky. I would have to work my way through mm-hmm. college. So I moved to Brooklyn and went to Pratt. And then actually soon after I graduated, I started working as a photo editor for a little while for the Wall Street Journal for the weekend section. And I that was a real difficult job for me, just very corporate and a little soul-sucking and not <laughs> super creative. Um 
but I did my, what I could there. I really helped them improve their photography. I think um, what they, you know, what they did with it. So, and then I left soon before September 11th, 2001. And I actually worked across the street in the world financial center. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, that was a really tough time to be starting out and freelancing and um, also just all the emotional difficulty with 9-11. And so then I started photographing weddings because that was what still was happening. (laughs) And then I I started working more and more on my uh, commercial photography portfolio and then started doing more with, um, with that. So yeah, I don't know. That's not the most interesting side of what what I've been doing, but it's really all been tied together. It's kind of like I worked as, well, I did a, a project that was a Christian music festival on my own. I photographed it just, you know, I needed a personal project to do. And it was kind of mind blowing in a way that threw me off a lot. <laughs> and because I, I had one idea about it and then I left this other idea about it. And, um, and that kind of started the the trajectory I was still dealing a lot with postpartum um or not postpartum but post-traumatic stress disorder from 9-11 and those two together really kind of made me have my first manic episode which was I don't know if you know anything about bipolar disorder but it's um it's basically for some people so there's two versions there's bipolar one and bipolar two and bipolar one is what I have. Basically, I don't have extreme up and ups and downs all the time. It's more like if I have a lot of stress and very little sleep at the same time, my brain chemistry speeds up somehow. That's how that manifests. And, and then I can't sleep anymore. And if I can't sleep, that causes lots of problems with just, yes. So then I, I have ended up hospitalized three times over the past 16 years. Basically that first time was around then when it was sort of, my mind was blown and then I didn't sleep for days. (laughs) And so, and it was also just stress, just financial stress and all kinds of stress. And then, and I, I'm a really empathetic person. I'm just very, I'm a very sensitive person. Um, And I think that was a big part of, you know, why September 11th affected me so much. So then I, you know, had this diagnosis and it was very challenging for a few years. I realized, you know, I don't know, maybe I can't do this freelance photography thing, but it was really just what I've always been really passionate about. And over the years, I've really learned too that, you know, your purpose, I think, is really what you're committed to, plus your life experiences. So I know that having had all of these, you know, mental health challenges has really informed what my life purpose is, which is where, where I'm going now. (laughs) I can't believe that you said you thought that was a dull part of your story. Your whole story is amazing. (laughs) The whole thing is amazing. Um, yeah. So how is it going right now? I mean, you, you've been, you know, doing this freelancing for quite some time, obviously, since if you were, you know, it was post nine 11 when you were already in that space, um, that switching to having a child, did, how did that impact things? Yes. So I wish I could say I was working all the time and had everything <laughs> balanced out, but I'm figuring it out as we go. And also with the pandemic, it's been really challenging. Yeah. I like right yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. 
this past year, well, so in the early part of the pandemic, so, you know, around March, 2020, my husband and son and dog, we all went and stayed at my in-laws house in Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. Luckily they weren't using this condo. So we stayed there for about four months. And when I got there, I just said, I need to do a photo shoot here somehow. I have to make something happen here. <laughs> and so, because it has beautiful skylights, I don't know, just very minimal. It was something that, you know, I knew I could use. And I ended up going to luckily BNI, do you know BNI, Business Networking International? Yes. They started, they did their virtual, they started having virtual meetings. So basically, you know, I was starting to be able to do more networking because of the pandemic. You know, it was, there had been a couple of years where it was really difficult to, you know, make sure I had a sitter or my husband home in time in order to trek into, you know, on the subway. I live in Brooklyn, so I usually have to go to Manhattan or, so it was always really hard. And then, you know, that was just kind of one little I felt, I always felt a little guilty. Like this is a silver lining for me. Like I can do these virtual networking events. And I met someone who I started chatting with a bit. Um, She's a social media manager and she was the president of that chapter. So we, we ended up having a second meeting and I told her more of my story. And I started, I told her about how I started doing these self portraits about sleep and the, and mental health. Mm-hmm. and the importance of mental health because I wanted I, I knew I wanted to start sharing my story and kind of out myself as someone who's <laughs> who's been a survivor of bipolar disorder which you know I really want to help break down stigmas associated with them and she said you know you really need to talk to my mom who owns a company called Bedlove a small boutique and I had never really done product photography before much you know it's sort of been something that I've done but not been um a real focus because I do lifestyle and portraiture and mainly that, but, but product photography is important with branding photography. And, um, and so I knew I wanted to do more of it and incorporate it, but in more of an editorial style. And so I hit it off with this woman and she, um, lives in Seattle and shipped three boxes of her beautiful bed love, um, is the name of the the boutique and she has blankets and candles. And I basically styled everything myself and used my son as a model and also, um, hired a, a pair of sisters who are local sisters that were part of just really reflected the demographic that this company was going for and photographed them on the beach. It was just amazing. I said, you know, wow, first of all, I don't need to live in New York city. <laughs> and <laughs> Second of all, I, you know, I can make this work. I can, you know, there's plenty of people that are moving their businesses online more than ever now. And so that's kind of, you know, I love too that she's, she, the the owner of the boutique really cares about the quality that of sleep people get, you know, she, her story is also around that. And so, you know, purpose-driven, especially moms, I love working with purpose-driven moms business owners. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm doing a little of that here and there and also creating these programs and workshops so that I can do more remote work and, you know, expand my business that way. I love that you, you know, the way you said that you outed yourself as, you know, the mental health stuff. And I, you know, obviously things like this are so important. I, I, I don't know if you know my story much at all or not, but I got 
into $64,000 worth of credit card debt and didn't talk about it for a very long time because of shame around like this thing that I did. And I find like the more we share our stories, the more we're able to connect with people on like a real level, which just brings so many more opportunities in every area, things that you weren't expecting at all to be something that like, I don't know, I don't want to say sticks, but just like opens this door that you weren't even really looking for all because you were just showing up as yourself and, you know, not having shame around whatever it is that you're having shame around. Cause I think we all have those things that we're like, I don't want anybody to know about that, but you know, it, it really changes things when you embrace that about yourself and you put yourself out there. So I think exactly. It's, it's part of your, your life experience. And I think that's what people need to hear more of because it helps give them permission to, to, you know, help them be seen for it and, and real, you know, realize what they can, what they can do with it. I mean, you're helping people by sharing your story, you know, hundred percent. And I also love how, I don't know how easy it is for you, but it seems like, you know, as things come your way, you're able to pivot towards whatever shows up Mm -hmm. for you. And I think that that's a real, like, it's a, a sign of a true entrepreneur, somebody who is very, like you were suited to do this because it's not hard for you necessarily to be like, oh, that happened. I'll go this way. Like, you know, and that really, it's something that we all have to learn and like a muscle. I think we have to learn how to flex because who knew the pandemic was going to happen and who knew that, you know, these things, we were all going to have the circumstances that we have, but the people who have found a way to continue doing what they do in spite of this, and maybe even changing it all together are the ones who are going to make it through it and, you know, be better on the other side. So well done. Thank you. Well, I had the idea too before the, you know, for the workshops and the programs, but I really realized that it's needed now. You know, it's more, I think it's something that is, um, just feels people are dealing with a lot right now, I think, with their mental and emotional health. And it's just something that I'm so passionate about. So I want to do what I can because I've been through it, you know? Right. I mean, I'm still dealing with it. I'm going to be dealing with it my entire life. That's just, you know, life, but. (laughs) So obviously one of the things, you know, that you must be super passionate about is self-care. And I know that looks different for everybody, but I only recently have understood how important sleep is. (laughs) So it's ironic that, you know, I've always been a, I maybe need five hours of sleep a night type person, which for a very long time, that was true, but now I'm 44 and I need more than that. (laughs) I've realized it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know how you lasted. I can't even do five hours of sleep a night, you know, for three days. I mean, I did because I have a son, but (laughs) it's uh, really hard. Um, Sleep is huge. I mean, you can see it in your kids too. I'm sure if they don't get enough sleep, it's like so much But also one thing that for me, I just highly recommend, I know there's, you know, there's so many tools that, that you have for when, you know, especially for people that are diagnosed with something like a serious mental health problem, they have these go-to things. Like you need to call a friend if you're feeling, you know, like your sort of wheels are spinning or, you know, if you're feeling a little bit too out of control or however it looks for you. But one thing that I really recommend is just being in nature as a practice really, you know, because I think it really helps to build that 
grounded anchor for you for when you have these things that happen in your life that come up or even if you just feel down I don't know I just think that for me nature is the thing that helps me feel um it gives me this reserve inside you know even if I'm unfortunately I'm not able to do it as much as I would like to because I live in Brooklyn (laughs) but that's uh my goal I realized living in Delaware for a few months near just surrounded by forest and the beach was five minutes away. I mean, it was huge for me. I just realized it because I've lived here in Brooklyn for 25 years and I didn't know how heavy it was on me without, you know, not having that, that nature fix. So I think that's kind of my, my biggest one, but yeah, sleep for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I agree on the nature thing. Absolutely. Like when I'm really like super stressed out, I just like I live in the middle of nowhere. There's cornfields like all around my house, but there's like just behind the field, there's a a wood right there behind my house. So I just have to walk through the field to get to it. But it's like, I just go out there and sit and just like walk around and just like breathe the new oxygen or whatever it is. But it's just something about it that really refreshes everything. It, It absolutely works. Yeah. And so many people have that access to it, but they don't even, they just take it for granted. And absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've lived here in this house for almost 18 years and I only just started going out there two years ago. I just never did it. And like, we don't own it, but nobody cares around here. So it's not like I'm doing anything. I'm just walking through the woods, but like, I had never gone back there. And the first time I went back, I was like, it's like a wonderland back here. There's like Uh these old giant trees and like these big open areas and it's so beautiful and I'm like I can't believe this has been here this whole time and I only just found it like it's unbelievable yeah I really think going to art school too I remember going to Pratt because I lived I grew up about an hour and a half north of the city where New York City where it was very rural and I used to spend lots of time in the woods when I was a kid and then when I went to Pratt, it was like, okay, I'm in Brooklyn. Then we don't do that anymore. And, <laughs> and it was, you know, taken away. And then I learned all about color and light because I, with uh, foundation classes at Pratt, it's, you know, painting and drawing and all kinds of things. And I would go back to visit my mom and I would just marvel at the trees. And, you know, I couldn't believe how much I had taken it for granted too, but now I really appreciate it. <laughs> With wisdom or with age comes wisdom, right? Yeah. (laughs) Where can I send people to, you know, find out more about what you're doing and where are you at on like socials? Like where can I send people? Yeah, just my name. So my website, carriekirkella.com is somewhere you can look around and see my, my work, my photography work. But I would say to go to follow me on Instagram because that's where I'll be announcing things more with the workshops and talking more about that and doing some more videos so that people can get to know me a little bit. So my Instagram is just my name at Carrie Kirkella. So you can find me there. And I, you know, I love to just connect with people, you know, on a more personal level through the social media. You know, I'm not huge on posting every day and things like that, but you know, but I'm, I'm in there and I'm noticing. So if you say hi to me, I'll definitely say hi back and we'll have a chat. <laughs> yeah. It, 
the connections that social media allows you to develop, like people you've, I don't know, I say most of the people that I talk to the most on the internet are people I've never actually met in real life, which, you know, it's such an amazing time to be an entrepreneur and, you know, be able to network with people that you may never actually meet. It's just amazing. So, yeah, I love that on social media, there's a lot more talk about these things, you know, emotional intelligence and empathy and, you know, self-worth and kind of reducing shame around mental health issues and, and all of that. So, uh, so I'm excited. I think it's a great time to, to be using that tool and to connect with people, even though I know it can also feel kind of highlight reel, you know, you're kind of looking at this, these highlight reels that people, um, I try, I try not to do that, but I know I'm also very, I think anxiety stops me from posting because I'm like, I have so many images. What do I do? <laughs> you know? But um, but I try not to to make my life look perfect because I think that's kind of detrimental. But yeah. <laughs> well, your work is absolutely amazing. And I, I can't see, I can't wait to see what you have coming up next. It's exciting. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to uh, to start sharing my story more and, and connecting more with moms, especially moms and teenagers are really um, just, it's, it's a difficult time for everybody, but I know that, you know, your, your audience is mainly moms. And I feel like that's sort of where my heart lies right now, especially with having my, my three-year-old. So I know, I know how it is. <laughs> right? like we have this little understanding that we are all like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we all are going through the same stuff. So. Yeah. Better cause here I come